Our world is always so rush-rush. We can never get any personal time to ourselves, let alone those that we love. Welcome to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. Our mission, to reintroduce kindness and compassion to our busy lives. Remember when life was so much simpler? Gabriella and her guests today will pick up the ball of human kindness and by doing so, empower you to make changes in your own life. And now, here is Gabriella Von Ray. Good morning, everyone, or good afternoon if you're on the East Coast. And Might Radio has a new segment again with Project Z, Tulare Union High School here in Tulare, California. It is a sunny morning here. Uh, I am at Tulare Union High School, and you've known that I've been at this school many, many times, and we are talking this time about cyberbullying. But I have three guests with me, Michelle Nunley, who is the principal, Blake Covara and Haley Fazio, who are two students willing and able to talk about cyberbullying and its effects. Now, I'm going to ask Michelle Nunley. I am so glad that you're on my show. It is so rare, Michelle, that principals are actually willing to talk about this. Most of us want to really literally turn the other cheek or actually run away from me. So how come you are willing to do this project, not only Project Z about tolerance, but you're willing to talk about cyberbullying? First, thank you for giving us the opportunity to not just be on the radio today, but to work with you on our efforts. And I think my willingness comes from the fact that the culture of our campus is such that both staff and students are aware that sometimes people make decisions that may not be in the best interest of everybody, um, that they regret oftentimes afterwards. So we came together from a couple of teachers that, that had some interests and some ideas and decided that it would be a school-wide effort because we have the staff and students that can commit to doing something like that. So I don't think it would be myself taking that initiative, but it's it's an existing culture within our campus that we just want to make better. Yes, but you're absolutely letting us be here. You're allowing the fact that all these teachers are taking up time with right. me and with the project and with the students, the ASB group, the Project Z group. There's a lot of people in there. Haley, I think you're part of Project Z, aren't you? Yes, I sure am. Okay, and tell me why you chose to be part of that. That's so important for us to know. Um, definitely ASB has influenced me to join the club because we're such a close family. Like, we've become so caring towards each other that the club really just proves that we want to help not just each other, but everybody in our school. Tell the listener real quickly, because there are many outliers out there like me who have no idea what ASB is. Okay, ASB is our associated student body, and we hold all the school functions. We think of ideas, leadership. Um, we host football games, and we just bring everybody together. Fantastic. Blake, are you part of uh, ASB and Project Z, too? Yes, um, I'm vice president of Project Z, and under Zach Slover, who's our president, who does a great job. And I'm a returner in ASB, one of the seven returners from junior year. And like Michelle and Gabriella said, uh, ASB and Project Z have really brought the students and teachers together. And you, I noticed you mentioned it, your 
taking time away from class and stuff, but I think it's an important topic and it should really be talked about more and it's it's a good reason to stay away from schoolwork for a minute or two. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. But the beauty is that your staff, the faculty here at this school, and the principal are willing to let you guys all do that. I mean, even my manager said, does anyone go to school here? Because they're all so <laughs> helpful to you. Uh, for the listener out there, I arrived here on Monday, and I've been here all week, and I'm going to come back to this school every single month to not only tape my Might TV with Voice America, but because I find, first of all, these students totally amazing. They are willing to admit that there is a problem, and the problem is not just bullying. This is zero tolerance for everything. Isn't that right, Haley? Exactly. What does it include? It includes not putting up with... It includes not putting up with, you know, people being rude, that you can stand up for yourself and realize that it is okay to have problems. It is okay to talk to people, and there is a place here that you can talk to people about it. Absolutely. What do you think about that, Blake? I think you need to acknowledge the or openness between, like, the students and the teachers and students with other students, and I think it's good that we're finding that area that you can connect with each other, and you need to... Find it and then do something about it, and I think it works well. I heard something. When I was in ASB, it was on Monday morning, right, that uh, I was allowed to peek in. Yeah, and and I really loved seeing that. I thought your meetings were really great and, and to the point, and I got to be the really nice student there who had been bullied at many other schools and who said that your Tulare Union High School, and I can imagine how proud you are of that, was the first year in a high school that he actually felt safe and mm-hmm. is actually getting happy. He's actually going to dances and doing things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about that? I think that has to do with everybody around the campus, including the teachers and students, and, again, Miss Nunley and Mark Hatton, who was, whose Project Z is kind of his brainchild. And I think they have a lot to factor in with that and just the student and teacher relationships and, like, the, I don't know what to say, culture of the yeah. school. He told me that he really felt, he, he told me that in an interview, that he fe- really felt that he could go up to any student and actually talk and they wouldn't run away from him or not give him the time of day. And that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish with this. And it's not for us, it's for everybody around us and... We just want that openness with each other. Fantastic. And, Michelle, there was something incredibly interesting that happened, and I want the listeners to know that. Project Z is obviously a group of students here in this high school that all want to participate. But what I thought was incredibly beautiful is that Project Z also contains bullies and victims because a bully is, after all, a human being. Let's not put a stigma on the bully. There are moments in time that we are mean, right, Michelle? But it's not as if two years later or three years later you grow a little, you've matured, and maybe your situation at home is a lot better. And they are part of Project Z2, and I think that's terrific. I love seeing that. Yeah, I, I think it's great, too, because everybody needs to understand and take ownership of the fact that at some point in our lives we've probably done something, whether it be 
intentional or not intentional, where we've offended someone else or bullied somebody else. And part of this awareness campaign is getting everybody to see the role that they may have played at some point and hopefully making better decisions when they're put in similar situations down the road. Part of it is healing, not just for the victim, but for the bully. Yep. And there are a lot of students who are now participating that I think are realizing the harm they may have done at an earlier point in their life and are feeling remorseful. And being a part of this is helping with their healing, too. Super. After we come back from the commercial break, I would like to discuss the ripple effects of cyberbullying. We'll be right back, everyone. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even co-worker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A-V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi, everyone. And we are here together with... 
two students and the principal of Tulare Union High School. If you just tuned in, this is about Project Z, Zero Tolerance, and the topic is cyberbullying. Now, we have done so many things this week on campus. One of the things we've done, Mike, and I know you know that, and Haley, is we have talked about making scenarios. And we made one scenario. Actually, we made it for the parents, didn't we? We didn't want the parents to be clueless. And we want to educate them and bring awareness into their homes about cyberbullying. So tell me, first of all, I know what we did, but I want you to tell the listener. Well, for what the listener out did. there, um, we wanna, we've, like she said, we've gone through a couple of topics, and we've been making videos to put these in perspective to the students and teachers and parents as well. And the one we've done that seemed to stand out was we made the scenario that a couple that is students here and we said that hypothetically they broke up and a boy and girl a, situation. A boy and girl, a boyfriend yeah. and girl. Okay. They broke up and <clears throat> real quick after the girl posted a picture of her and her herself and another boy on Instagram and it just went viral. She was hug- she was hugging on him on in the picture and it just went viral, and everybody was commenting. People were seeing this. People were talking about it, and it was all hypothetical. It was just like a we were filming a, a, yeah, it for, for yeah, Project exactly. Z. It was like a test kind of type. Haley, thing. did you comment? I didn't comment, but I saw many of the comments that were on there, and they were very rude names. And I know if I was supposed to picture like that, and people were to say that to me, I would feel very small and feel very like. You know, that nobody wanted to be there for me, and I would question where I stood with people. Amazing. Now, Michelle knows, because I think Michelle had the phone call, because after all, she is the principal. So, although we, with with big hearts, wanted to show the parents, you know, that they don't know this, there was one parent out there, Michelle. There was a parent, actually, of (laughs) the young lady that... The was picture, in the picture was about, and people were responding to. She actually didn't call, but instead she she called her daughter okay. and was concerned about her safety and wanted to make sure that everything was okay. And, you know, being a mom was being protective, which we appreciated. And the fact that she knew what was going on and following her daughter is one of the things that we're hoping to educate parents about, too. Absolutely. But I think, I mean, I, I applaud this mother because... I think most of the mothers have no idea what Instagram is. Would you like, would one of you care to answer what that is? Um, Instagram's more of like a social media, kind of similar to Facebook. It's just posting pictures of like what you're doing and stuff and who you're with and how you're hanging out with your friends. And it's, it's just a newer social media and it's not more as like quoting stuff. It's just a lot more pictures. Okay. A lot of pictures. Okay, great. Now, I think uh, what I loved about doing this scenario with you guys is that I wanted it to be real, but it was real. I mean, it all was real, and this is what we need to bring to the rest of the world, really. And I think it was difficult for some of the people to do these scenarios because they were really, really mean what we came up with. I talked to some of the people after they did it, and they said that after, they knew it was all fake, but they said that they felt so horrible being purposely mean to people that they're like, I don't think I could ever 
do this to somebody. And I think it teaches everybody a lesson that, yes, if you are bullying, you should feel bad, bad about it, and, and you should talk to somebody about it. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you a question that's really difficult, and I'm going to start with you, Haley. And the reason I'm going to start with you is because you're a young lady. And we really are finding, all of us, and, and that girls bully more than boys do. Do you have an idea, in, in your opinion, and no answer is wrong, why are girls so mean? Girls are so mean because a lot of us are insecure. A lot of us are very insecure. And are we more insecure than boys? Yes, okay. I think so, because I think we have an image. We look at magazines and we see all these beautiful women and we want to be like them. And when we aren't, we try to take it out on other girls who are who do seem prettier than us, and so we tend to hate on them. So it's sort of competition, yes. almost competition. Amazing. And you, 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 Blake. You never watch magazines. You don't look at Rolling Stone. Well, I don't know. Sports <laughs> Illustrated. I feel like Haley could be right. I, I guess that's a matter of opinion. I just think girls seem to have more things going on with them, like within their body and everything like that, and that's nothing I know anything about. I'm just a young <laughs> high school boy. No, no, but, but you, uh, you're noticing. Yeah, and I just think that they have more things going on with them personally than maybe a, just a normal high school boy does, because we're just, like, we might have a pimple or two or something like that, but <laughs> girls have completely different things going on with them. So. They won't go to school if they have a pimple. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I think it's a different situation and so it could be a lot harder for them than it could be for us but that's a matter of who it who it is and how they handle it okay absolutely well i think uh, i agree with you Haley. unfortunately i'm a i'm a woman and i notice it still today that people say oh you're still single or you're this or little nasty mm-hmm. comments and 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 i think you're right it has to do with self esteem and the way we see ourselves but I wish we will do a sketch maybe the next time yeah. that we are all good. Yes. And that just being a great person is all that counts. Yeah. And I think that uh, I, I've thought most of my life that I was really ugly. And, and someone actually, I just wanted you to know that, someone actually posted on my Facebook, hey, you turned out not too shabby. You were so ugly in school. I wow. actually said that. Wow. I took the post away. Yeah. But um, when I read that, I thought, wow, that's how I kind of feel. And then he he actually wrote that on Facebook. And then when you see it written, it's, it's, it kind of touches you, you know. I just yeah. thought for a second, wow. And then, you know, I had something back because I was thinking about that. So how can you be really ugly or that people think you're really ugly and then turn out not to be too, too shabby, right? Right. And I was wondering about that. And, you know, I had a conclusion, and maybe we should teach that to the girls next time that I come, is that I think you grow into who you are. I you, you become, I, I become slowly but surely more confident with who I am, and I accept Gabriella. Mm-hmm. And so by doing that, Slowly but surely, Gabriella physically also changes Mm -hmm. and doesn't have anything that she's scared or upset about. And I think it shows. Gabriella, the person who made the post, too, um, in listening to what you just shared, I would guess it was supposed to be a compliment. It was, but but it hurt. Of course, yeah. It hurt, yeah. And, And this is why 
uh, I love talking with you guys because Michelle and I talked the other day also about what is bullying. Is it that little nasty comment and that one little snicker? Do you, do you believe it's that, uh, or is it much more? I think identifying bullying is a hard topic, and you just have to realize how it's going to make somebody else feel, like who it's directed at, and how they're going to take it in. And if it's if it's not going to up their feelings and stuff, and like make them feel better, then there's really no point in saying it. You need to like try and be nicer, and it's just going to be take. People take things differently, so it's going to be hard to say what's going to make somebody feel better and what's not. I'm going to just give you an example. Uh, I fly a lot, as you know. I fly all around the U.S., and um, that half an hour before I get on the plane, I'm always a little tad off. I'm a little bit nervous. I check quickly, passport things, credit cards, that I have everything, that the money is in place, the, the phones work that I've got my bills paid before I leave, and I can be short, Mm -hmm. but I don't think I'm a bully at that moment. So I can be short with, for example, my manager that I travel with, Bobby, or I can be short maybe with the person that is going to take care of my dog because sometimes they ask me all these questions right there when it's actually time to pretend that I'm I'm not really in the room. Right? Do you see what I mean? Yes. But I don't really feel that that makes me a bully. Mm -hmm. I I, I, I'm just, I'm not trying to justify me. I'm just trying to say what I do. And I think what I do is I am, what we don't say today anymore, I'm short-tempered at that moment. Mm-hmm. Just short-tempered because nerves have literally taken over. You can imagine, Haley, if I'm going to ask you to recite a beautiful poem <laughs> on, on stage next month, why not? <laughs> We'll come up with the best poem on cyberbullying, <laughs> and you're going to recite it. You're going to have five seconds of nerves before right. you're going to do it. If I bother you right at that time by saying, Haley, could you do this and this and this for me? You're going to snap at me, right? Right. Yeah, and that's not bullying, and, and I think we need to really make that right. difference. That is not bullying at all. Yes. Okay, good. Now, one of the things, and I would like your take on it, my manager um, talked to me all about you guys and leadership because we thought that that was so great. But with leadership comes a little bit of bullying itself, right? Right. Where they think that you are snappy mm-hmm. or mean at them because you asked them to help you yeah. do something. Yeah. So how do you combat that? It's very difficult because sometimes our ASB advisor, you know, he has something else to do, so he'll have one of us in charge. Okay. And some of the other kids think, oh, what makes you better than us that he picked you over us, and I'm not going to listen to what you say. But then we learn over time that, you know, it was his order. We just have to obey and that, you know, it's very difficult because people think you're intentionally trying to tell them what to do, and you're not. You're just, you know. Trying to get everything done. Do you you feel the same sometimes, Blake? When, like, say, Hatton leaves, and ASB is a very busy class every day of the year, and you always have a job to do, every student. There's, you shouldn't be, like, hanging around and stuff. There should be something to do. And, because you kind of, like, do a lot of things around campus, and say he leaves somebody, a student in charge, that student has to have a forcefulness, and that's, 
that's not bullying. That's just they're trying to get you to do what you're supposed to be doing, and they, that's what ha- that's why Hatton leaves them in charge. And yeah, they, but it's got to be a fine yeah, line. They have to have a forcefulness to get everybody, say all forty three people, all forty three students in the class, doing what they need to be doing, and you have to have something behind you to do that. So, mm-hmm. And do you feel sometimes, because you're the vice president, let, let's say that you're put to the task and you have to do something in, on the school grounds, on the campus, that with students that are not part of Project Z and not part of, of uh, ASB, do you feel that they are truly going to listen to you or are they going to go, oh, God, he's going to ask me something to do again? (laughs) See, I don't think we really have that attitude in Project Z because it's all voluntary and they're doing it because they want to. And if they didn't want to be doing it, I don't think they would be there because this is a topic that really people want to help out with and everybody's really into. And so they're they're ready to help whenever they can be. But I meant a student that's not in Project Z, and you come at them. How do they react? Well, I don't really know. I can't really think of that. Uh, they would just kind of, depending on how they feel about the topic, I guess. And how how, how is your experience? If you ask a girl on campus mm-hmm. to do something, mm-hmm. because Mark Hatton and the whole group decided to give you a task right. just to find out if you could maybe include another student. Would they listen? Are they receptive? I actually had a girl come up to us. We had a club fair. All the clubs in our Pride Park were there to advertise our clubs to get people to join. And one of the girls came up to us, and she's like, what is Project Z? And we were like, you know, it's a club that we help people who are the bullies or the victims who feel like they need somebody to talk to and to help end it. And she's like, well, I don't think it's going to stop it. She was being very negative towards us, and we kind of looked at her like, what do you mean that you don't think it's going to stop it? She said, it's just not going to help. It's just not going to help anybody. And I was, and I always wondered, like, what she meant behind it, if maybe she was being bullied and felt like nobody was helping her mm-hmm. or if very she good. was just totally against it altogether. Maybe she saw somebody maybe not being helped. I hear people say the same to me. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? It's not going to help. Yeah. You're just one person. But it starts with one person, doesn't it, mm-hmm. Haley? It does. It starts only with one. Oh, very much. One, because look at you guys. You're one. You have 43 now. Right. It started with Mark Hatton, Tom Kellogg. They came together. They created it. Then Nick, Zach. Yes. You guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just growing. And after this commercial break, know a little bit more about the growth and what it is that you're going to do throughout the school year. I'm really interested in hearing that. Everyone, we're going to go into a commercial break for now. We'll be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. 
A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host Jordan Kimmel is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Are you a business innovator, or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A. V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. And everyone, with this segment, we are at Tulare Union High School in Tulare, California. A sunny day. And we are with Blake, Haley, and uh, the principal, Michelle Nunley, talking about Project Z, Zero Tolerance, and the topic this month has been cyberbullying. But I would love to ask you this question, like for the listener out there, we want to know a little bit what we can expect, actually. Every month, you're going to come on the radio and different students from Project Z, and you together have all decided what the different topics were. Yes, uh, we're going to have, like, we have skits and topics that we're going to try and run through every month, and each month is a different type of bullying or how people are bullied or something to do with it. And do you, would you like me to list them? I would love to. Well, October we started it all. And, well, we didn't start it all, but it was our first main month of promoting Project Z and zero tolerance and everything. And we're doing cyberbullying and we're trying to stand up to it. And then no, next month in November, we're going through verbal and emotional bullying, which can be perceived different ways. And... In December, we have our winter formal dance, and we're going to talk about, like, types of bullying that can be seen in a relationship, and it's called dating violence, and we're going to, I think that ties in really well at that time, considering the dance, and January, to start the new year, we're having self-image and self-growth, and uh, that should work well, and then February for Black History Month is racial bullying, which I think is a very strong topic and should be addressed. And uh, March is a a topic Gabriella introduced us to, which is called slut-shaming. And 
that was something new we hadn't really heard of around here. That was a new term for almost all of our class, and we thought that was interesting, so that's going to be something very big, I can tell. And then April's uh, basically just physical bullying and how it's perceived, and that's going to be big, too. And then to end in May, it's mainly about emotional bullying and how you treat people and everything like that. Super. Wow, that looks like a busy school year. I'm really glad to do all these subjects. I don't think there is one that is less important than the other one. But uh, we're going to keep cyberbullying out there all the time, right? Oh, definitely, because that's a strong thing, and that's how everything works nowadays, and especially in high school, is everything's on the web. Everybody's posting May every day. I, and may stuff. I ask you a really silly question? And I, I really want to ask both of you, Haley and Blake, if, if I took your phone away just for one night, would, would that make you upset, or do you say I can live without it? And, and just be honest. I could honestly live without it because... One evening. Yeah, one evening. Saying. One evening. Because I don't have anything to hide on my phone. Yeah. So if anybody wanted to take it or I don't really need it, it'll give me a chance to go outside, enjoy the nice day. And, and do something else. And do something else. How do you feel about it? Like Haley, uh, me personally, I don't really follow social media. I don't really have any of those. And that's just kind of a choice of mine. But, like, I think me and her personally might be a little off the grid and stuff, kind of. But compared to, like, everybody else, I think it would be really, really hard, especially high school students and high school boys and girls. And it would be very hard for them and stuff because they're texting their friends, they're checking Instagram and Facebook. But it's like a lifeline. Yeah, exactly. And they... That's how they've grown into it. Like it's like a, it's like their right hand now, exactly. But how did it become a lifeline? I mean, I, 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 I'm just gonna say, and I'm much older than you guys. I need it for business, right? Yeah. And I check my emails on the road. I do very little texting. Uh, first of all, because I'm really bad at it. <laughs> I type everything wrong. I have a daughter who said, "Please, would you stop texting?" <laughs> so I had my manager take it over. I don't know, she she texts really slow or something. I don't know what she does, but my daughter likes it. So she communicates with my daughter. And and for the rest, I, I, I just do a quick email between Michelle and myself. Yeah, I'll be there, boom, boom, done. Um, but for the rest, for me, it's a, it's a real phone. Mm-hmm. It's not a computer. Whereas I know for most of you, it's about the mm-hmm. social media. It's about everything you can download right mm-hmm. in seconds. So... Where did that become your life instead of those friendships? It's the convenience of it. It's okay. put into our faces. It's, it's on like having a TV. Right. It's, it's all the it's time. It's a computer in your hands. Exactly. It's a computer in your hands. I think it's a weapon in the wrong hands. Yes. Okay, in the wrong hands, especially the the small kids. And next time, if you come with me and we do an elementary school, you'd be surprised. Yesterday, too, at one of the middle schools, um, grade five, was a girl that was, she's now in another grade. Grade um, When you're 11 years old, in what grade are you? Six. 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 Okay. This girl was on Facebook for four years. Four years on Facebook. Four years. Can you imagine? That's crazy. To me, that's crazy. Yes. She has everything under the sun. Um, there are at least three I didn't know. But there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there was Twitter. She, she was on all of it, and she's 11. Yeah. 
Yeah. And she could not live without it. And that's just like having access to it makes you do it and makes you do it more. And when you're having access to it when that young, you just kind of grow into it, I guess, and but isn't you're attached it, to it very easily. But isn't it funny, too, because these kids come to school really tired. I'm, I'm talking about the little kids. You guys at a certain point swing it aside and really go yeah. to sleep because I know you, you guys are already at a level that you do that. Yeah. But we have little kids here that go come to school and they're so exhausted. They sit kind of like a half zombie. I wish they could see me as a half zombie sitting in their desk trying to do their homework. And the teachers have no clue that that's what they're doing. But the parents leave these children to go to bed, because they say, but my child went to bed at 9 o'clock at night. But they went to bed mm-hmm. with the phone. And I heard a really strange story the other day. It was a girl that said, I needed to study, so I didn't go to the party. Mm-hmm. She was a little bit older. It was a high school mm-hmm. girl. And she said, I ended up not working at all. Every five seconds, that phone started vibrating with a picture. Oh, look, it's too bad that you're not with us. La, 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 la. And she said, I should have gone. All I did was text back. Yeah. So what do you think of that when you hear that? It goes to show you that how much of a distraction a phone is from our schoolwork. And you, she might as well have gone to the party because she wasn't studying at all because of the phone. Absolutely. Is the phone actually ever used to do true work and to do Google research? Well, I think it could be. That, that's honestly, a, it, it's, a, it's good for everything. Like, you can use it to do anything. And it... If you need help with your homework, you could always look it up and stuff. But I don't think that's exactly how high school kids think of a phone. No. <laughs> I'm glad you say that. But, at, you know, at Tulare Union, I've actually encouraged teachers to use it as a resource. Funds are limited in education, but many of our students all have smartphones. So I've provided in-services and encouraged our teachers to utilize it as a resource. One of their concerns is how do we know that they're not off-task using the social media and whatnot? So that's when the relationship piece comes in, mm-hmm. and, and the teachers talking about building relationships, having policies in place. For example, everyone uses the phone in class. We use it for voting for things. We use it for researching. But when it's not in use, there's a place on your desk where it's required to be. So the teacher has control establishing the relationship and the expectations is huge, and I think Mm -hmm. the same applies for parents. When you have a discussion about what the phone should and should not be used for, hours that it should and should not be used for, that sets a student up or a child for understanding parameters. But when you give it to them and you don't have that discussion and there are no rules, that's what opens up a lot of these problems. Parents need to be involved. So do you think that most parents let their children text half under the table while having dinner? I know they do because I see it all the time. And um, having six kids, that's a problem that we deal with too. When you asked the students earlier about if they were to have their phone removed, would the world end? And that is the easiest consequence for me as a parent. You know, you didn't do something you're supposed to, give me your phone because I know it's effective. They survive and do other things, but if they had their choice, they'd want to have their phone in hand while they're doing it. When we sit down and have dinner, that's one of the things we talk about, putting your phone away, not having it out. And it applies to myself and my husband also because we have to to model that for them. If there's an emergency, it would be different to take a phone call, but to sit on it and text through the whole 
dinner, that goes against everything we talk about as a family unit in building relationships. So I think there just has to be parameters. They have to be communicated regularly, and everyone has to follow the same rules. But we don't create the parameters as a parent myself because we are uneducated about what that phone actually does. Yes, you're right. Some some parents don't realize all their students are all of their children are doing on the phone. And in order for that to be effective, they have to start becoming more aware. And it may mean that they need to put some of those apps on their phone and, and follow their children so they know what's taking place. But uh, one of the questions you said earlier about how did we get to this point, I had a conversation just recently about looking at technology. When I think about my grandmother, and when I was the age of these students, she would write letters to her siblings and friends, yep. and I kept saying, Grandma, just pick up the phone. It's so much easier. It's so much more convenient. But she grew up as using written formats for communication. We then went to a telephone that we used as a telephone for verbal communication. And now, sounds, sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> as we continue to evolve, um, texting, I think, was the first thing that we saw on our phones. And think about a pager before, you know. Yep. Everyone thought those were for drug dealers. But they were used for all different kinds of things. So Absolutely. we went pagers to cell phones cell phones for verbal to cell phones to texting, and now with all the apps that are available, there's so many different forms of communication that I think it makes life easier, as as Haley had mentioned, just the convenience of it is there, Mm -hmm. but also we need to be aware of those challenges that come along with convenience. Tell me real quickly, before we go into the commercial break, Michelle, what is your take on the percentage of how many students have a smartphone? Just a, a very high. Guess. I would say probably three quarters. Yeah, I think eighty. Yeah, seventy-five. I, I, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Okay. And of those that don't, the other twenty-five percent have access to their friends, though. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> that's true. I didn't think of that. Okay, we'll be right back after this commercial break. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. What if you were willing to be controversial, choosing kindness instead of judgment, willing to stand out from the crowd, being a leader in creating a new reality, even if others don't follow? You can make a difference. Start by tuning in to The Value of Controversy. Each week, our hosts will bring you the tools to help create the world that you want to live in and explore what's possible when you choose from the controversy of consciousness. Listen for The Value of Controversy every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. 
Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A-V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi, everyone. This is such an amazing segment. I could go on and on with Haley and Blake, who are two students at Tulare Union High School in Tulare, California. Michelle Nunley has been um, amazingly edu- educational to bring awareness to all these topics. Project Z is, stands for zero tolerance for everything, not just bullying. Now, I want to ask Michelle a little bit about what we did this week because we invited so many people I know I was one of the presenters, but still, I was on the other side. So I know you, with your faculty and the students, invited so many people. Tell us what you want to accomplish every single month by doing that, and who did you invite? Okay. Well, one of the things that we talked about is the importance of Project Z and increasing awareness, changing the culture at Tulare Union, but that in order for it to have an even larger impact, getting everybody else involved. So one of the things we did was we went out to some of our feeder schools, and Mm -hmm. we were so pleased to have you go out and talk to our students. Uh, Our feeders is a a place to start because we want to start at the lower levels. But even beyond that is getting our community educated is big because we talked about people turning the other cheek, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think it's just out of ignorance because they don't know that it's there. So educating people that cyberbullying is huge, especially with students, or probably, I would say, six years old up through 20s, people that have grown up with technology, exactly, even college. So getting our, I don't want to say older necessarily, but our um, less in touch with technology people in the community, aware of what takes place on those phones, how hurtful it can be, the damage it can do. So we went to all of our feeder schools, Uh, joined forces with our local districts because we're a high school district. So talk to the younger students. We went to the churches. We went to our city council. We went to the fire department. We tried hitting every entity of Tulare, and we're trying to model here how we can get a community involved. And then our long-term goals are once we have a really strong foundation of Project Z is getting it beyond Tulare and into other places in California, in the United States, and eventually the world because we're so passionate about what we're doing and think that it can make such a great difference. We want to get it out to everyone. Yeah, I think Project Z can go out everywhere. I'm trying to make um, my my effort in this case is trying to help Tulare be an example school and bring it out to the media through radio, television, YouTube, Facebook, any kind of media we can get. And um, with everything we see, I really believe that Tulare could bring Project Z actually straight into the elementary school and have it maybe even be taught sometimes by the elderly students. And I know you're not elderly, of course. (laughs) That was a kind of strange word to use. (laughs) But okay. I didn't know what word to use. A young lady. 
Um, but that would be really nice. Is that something that you, you foresee in doing in Project Z Plate? Yes. I think expanding it is going to be huge. It's going to be the key. Yeah, like we have to, like you said, we're hitting our feeder schools and we're going to try and be out there as much as we can on the social media sites. And w once you, the students and parents and everybody recognizes it, they'll try and hopefully want to be involved with it. And that's exactly what we're trying to accomplish with expansion and everything. Do you, when you're at home, Haley, do you educate your mother and your father about technology? Yes. More or do you leave them in the dark? <laughs> I, me and my mother are very close. So okay. she knows a lot that goes on in my life. And definitely if I'm going through anything, she knows about it. She knows about the social networks. And I have younger siblings. So she definitely keeps an eye out on them because she knows how mean kids can be, especially at a younger age when they don't truly understand that their words hurt. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. So you're an example in your own household yes. for your younger siblings. Yes. Great. That sounds terrific. See, that's what we need. Every leader becomes not only a leader at school, but a leader in the home for the younger children. Mm -hmm. Yes, and the, just I know we didn't touch on that subject, but the siblings see everything you guys do. Definitely. The younger ones. Yes. And I, I hear that a little bit in the mm -hmm. schools, too. Mm -hmm. And it's quite interesting because they go, well, my older brother does it, so... And so they think it's okay. Mm -hmm. It is okay. And do you believe that one of the, that it is actually truly easy to be kind instead of being mean? It's I know you're not a mean person, so. It's much easier to be kind because you feel better about yourself. You have everybody around you feeling better about themselves. Being mean it takes such an effort, okay. and it's not worth it. And I'm going to end by asking a definition from you, Blake, and I'm sorry to spring it on you, and if you want to go from the definition to Michelle Nunley or Haley, feel free, you know, do not feel like you're being put on the spot. But we got about eight minutes left, and I really want to use this. This is something I'm asking everyone to tell me the definition of tolerance. Uh, I think tolerating... Well, tolerance, like zero tolerance for bullying, it's like how you accept something and like ours exactly is zero tolerance for bullying and we're not going to accept it and we're not going to let it be around our campus and everything like that. Um, we're just not going to tolerate it be because it's not... You're going to say no to it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. You're, you're putting a fence against it and we're trying to block it out and stuff. Absolutely. What is your definition of my de tolerance, Haley? My definition of tolerance is putting up with something, whether you like it or not, and bullying is something that you should not tolerate. So I, that's why it's zero tolerance because you are not going to accept it and you shouldn't accept it, and it should end as quickly as it started. Absolutely. Michelle, what is yeah, your definition? Okay, one of the things that, that I think is important when we talk about tolerance, like the other night at our community yeah. forum, you heard the word acceptance come out. And I think that, that tolerance is more than that. It's not necessarily accepting it, but allowing. Because sometimes things happen that we may not agree with, but we don't do anything about it. It would be like the turning the other cheek or knowing that it's there but not taking a stand. So when we say zero tolerance, what we mean is, it's not that we accept it. It's not that we allow it. It's that if, if anyone knows about it, we do something to prevent it, too. No tolerance means everybody on board to ensure 
nobody is being treated unfairly. Nobody comes to school and doesn't feel accepted. No one comes to Tulare Union having a bad day without somebody else doing everything they can to change that. Yep. I always say, and, and this is interesting for you too, Haley and Blake, is it takes, literally, I believe this wholeheartedly, I believe it takes less than a minute, less than 60 seconds, to get your fellow student, your fellow coworker, from a bad space into a positive place. It takes less than 60 seconds because all it takes is a little bit of empathy, communication, and a lot of laughter. Yes. What do you think about that? I agree. Laughter can cure anything, and just looking into someone's eyes and realizing that they're hurt and being there for them can change so much. And just maybe saying one kind word to somebody can make them realize that there are people there for them and that they are not alone. Absolutely. I said yesterday to the little children in middle school, they were actually quite big, but um, I said to the little children in middle school yesterday, you know, try to look in people's eyes. I want to meet people, I look in the eyes. And when I was shaking hands everywhere, a lot of children shyly looked away, and I wouldn't do it, so I held their hands till they looked at me. And I said, hi, it's really nice to meet you. And by the time I did it by the 10th child, the whole group got kind of used to it. And I think we're missing that. We're missing that human contact and our hands. Okay, I hear the cue that our time is almost up. So I'm going to ask Haley. Haley, how can people reach Tulare Union High School and you do not have to give your own cell phone (laughs) on radio? (laughs) But what is the link? What's the website of the school? Um, I know that you can go onto Instagram and follow us with T-U underscore Redskin. And we post things all the time about what's going on. You can also do searches of Tulare Union. We're on Facebook, Twitter, so you can follow the ongoing efforts. If you just put in searches like Tulare Union or Tulare Union Redskins, we're accessible. Okay. And I just want everyone to know that is listening is these students, this entire school has committed on cyberbullying, especially the 43 students of Project Z, to, to start closely following their fellow students, and each time they see something nasty, to write the words, Michelle? Project Z. Project Z. Project Z. Hashtag Project Z. And parents, if you don't know what hashtag is, please ask your kids, because they'll tell you. They'll be so excited that you actually know the word. Hashtag. Okay? Try it tonight. You'll be surprised. And if you want a hug from your kids, the only way to do it is to take your own smartphone and say, come, I saw something amazing. Come and look. And before you know it, all your kids are totally around you, and you just grab them and you give them a big hug. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with another segment of Might Radio. And don't forget that on November 1st, Tulare Union High School will be the first to kick off My Might TV. Thank you very much for tuning in, and see you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray can be heard every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week, and until our next show, think of a random act of kindness that you can perform.